0: Hi everybody, I'm Henry Kronfist. I'm the Dean at Chapman University at the uh, Arduous College of Business and Economics. And we're super excited today to be uh, talking to uh, Kevin Cookson-Leak and he is an account executive with uh, Google Cloud and this is our uh, video series called uh, Campus to Career.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Tori Nguyen. I am the class of 2026 here to represent the Ardrose College Business and Economics. And so today we have Kevin here and we're so happy to join us. So, Kevin, let's kick it off with the first question. Can you please tell me how you have the motivation to get up every morning? What is your inner passion and drive?
2: Yeah, I think when it comes to inner passion and drive, a couple things come to mind. And so One is I I have a a mission statement, and my mission in life is I want to take great ideas, organizations, and technologies, and I want to leverage those to make the world a better place. And then on top of that, financial independence is something that I value as well. And so a combination of that eudaimonic and that, that hedonistic is what keeps me going.
0: So Kevin... Uh, listen, to land a job at Google, that's a pretty intense interview process, okay? Can you describe to our students what is that like?
2: Yeah, it's a lot. So, <laughs> so I started with a referral from a friend and a co-worker at an earlier company called AppsFlyer. Once I had the referral, I was able to apply to three jobs, and I instantly got declined from the first one. <laughs> And then this one happened to open up, the hiring manager was close with the person who had referred me and I got the opportunity to interview. And so that first interview is a screener who essentially just was making sure that I was legit and who I said I was. And so she asked me some of the typical questions you'll get why this career path, obviously I'm in sales. So it's the why sales question. Why Google? Why you? Getting into some of my past performance and and some of those questions that would essentially filter me out if I didn't know what I was talking about. And after the screener, they put me in front of a recruiter who was honestly an amazing asset and she provided resources in terms of who would be the next people interviewing me and some of the potential questions they might ask and essentially materials I had to review. So Screener, recruiter, referral, then it was a multi-step interview after that. And so there was Googliness, role-related knowledge, then general cognitive ability when it came to how they would benchmark me for these interviews. And I got interviewed by a random team member, a director, and then somebody in the current role that I would be going into. There's obviously a lot of details in the middle of all this. but after passing that stage i had a one-on-one with the hiring manager and then one more follow-up discussion with the recruiter and so there was a lot of steps to getting in the door here, but I'm, I'm glad I'm here. It's a great experience.
1: Yeah, that seems very intense and super well thought out in terms of trying to prepare yourself to be the best person that you can be. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about some internships or what platforms that we should use in order to prepare ourselves for those interviews or even prepare ourselves for the workforce in general.
2: Yeah. So my playbook is not necessarily the recommended playbook (laughs) when it comes to getting to where I am now. And so I did an internship. I did a lot of internships during college. One of them was with Amazon as an operations team manager. One was with a startup, Ulingo, which was basically Facebook marketplace before Facebook marketplace. I did an internship with Congresswoman Mimi Walters who was the congresswoman for the 45th district of California based out of Irvine. And I did a lot of random extracurriculars on top of that. So I was on the lacrosse program at Chapman and was the president of the vote club, which was focused on getting students to register to vote and participate in the democratic process. I was also the founder and president of net zero Chapman, which focused on Chapman being hundred percent renewable energy powered. But What's funny is literally none of that has anything to do with what I do now. <laughs> so, so, I could have done one internship even relatively sales related and maybe not gotten to where I am now, but I'm I'm happy with what I did and there's definitely a more streamlined way to get to where I am now without doing all those random things.
0: Or maybe not, you know, sometimes from A to B uh, from A to B it's, you know, not the closest way that brings you there. So, Kevin, you're in tech sales, and all the big tech companies that we can think about, whether that is Google or Apple or, you know, Meta, they have tech sales functions. So what is tech sales, technology sales, and, you know, what kind of courses or work in college do you do in order to prepare yourself for that?
2: Yeah, so I I love tech sales. It's one of the, the best things that's happened to, to me in my career, and I had a really bad perception about it originally. When I was in college, I was extremely anti-sales. I thought about sales and I thought, okay, this is reciprocity self-serving. It's kind of a selfish career. But then I had a lot of mentors where I wanted to be a product manager or a product marketing manager, and they directed me towards tech sales. And that was as a way to become a product manager or product marketing manager. And ultimately, I decided tech sales was was the best career for me. And so Honing in a little bit further on your actual question, (laughs) what is tech sales? I just wanted to give a little bit of the background there. Tech sales is essentially, there are all of the companies on the planet and they have vendors. In my space, I'm selling infrastructure as a service and platform as a service. And so essentially every company ever on the internet is, the majority of these are built on something like that. It's usually Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, or in my case, Google Cloud Platform. So these companies are seeking to build different applications, and let me go into tech sales more specifically, or I guess broadly, they have a place that they want to go, or they have a place that they're trying to get away from, (laughs) a goal or a pain point. (laughs) And my job is to help them get to their goal or to get away from their pain point. When it comes to infrastructure as a service and platform as service, we're more so talking about servers and workloads and building applications on web or mobile or iot devices or in vr or wherever it might be but tech sales is a very 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 broad term and so you could be solving goals or solving pain points pretty much anywhere (laughs) and that's tech sales what was the second part of your question again
0: Well, I think also what kind of coursework do you do in, you know, in school when you go to college? You know, do do you have to be a techie or is it marketing or is it what is it? You know, how do you prepare yourself for this kind of a career?
2: Yeah, so I think you can take an eclectic path. You can pretty much have any major and, and get into tech sales. That's one thing that I find is pretty cool about it. If you were to specifically get into the tech sales area that I'm in, I don't think it would hurt to take some computer science classes. So anything you learn in, for example, Python would would be helpful. But I was not super immersed in that. What I felt really differentiated me was a lot of the publicly available certifications. And so I got Amazon Web Services, Cloud Practitioner certified. I got Microsoft Azure Fundamentals certified, and I got Google Platform Digital Leader certified because I knew this was the direction I wanted to go. And so that's something that really differentiated me and I feel like helped me get to where I am now.
0: Just a quick follow-up to that. You know, you say you knew that. So how did you know that? Did someone, did you have a mentor at that point in college or, you know, how would you figure this stuff out?
2: Yeah, so... Maybe I have a bias because I grew up in the Bay Area and tech companies were really idolized here. (laughs) At least I idolized a lot of them. Also, I have this habit of looking up rankings and Google was consistently one of the top companies to work for. And so in college, I just really wanted to join them. That's one reason why I took on that internship with Amazon. I actually had a different internship lined up and I scrapped everything to go to Amazon. And I tried to get into Google when I was in college and I, I just couldn't, <laughs> the, the barriers to entry were too high. And so I can talk about my whole career journey, but I, I knew for a fact, I, I wanted to join Google or, or one of these big three platform as a service infrastructure as a service companies at at one point, and I feel very fortunate to be here.
1: That's really great, Kevin. I'm so thoroughly impressed by how well-balanced yet managed you are. And so maybe you can help students with that because a lot of us try to manage school and other activities as well in life. And so can you tell us how you manage your time so wisely while trying to maybe work out or hang out with your friends while also doing coursework, especially at Chapman?
2: I think Chapman was one of the best places where I learned this. And I think college in general is one of the best places to really not necessarily perfect time management, but to really hone in on it. And so for me, I learned pretty much everything not to do <laughs> when I was in college. I just burnt myself out too much because I was taking on too many extracurriculars at, at certain times. And so I tested four hours of sleep per night and and things that in all transparency, my body was not super comfortable with. And I could have totally gotten eight to nine hours of sleep and been way more responsible. But that was, again, that was totally my subjective decision. (laughs) And so a couple insurance policies that I take out when it comes to time management is it's really important for me to get, on average, around eight hours of sleep per night. My body just doesn't perform as well as I'd like it to if I don't do that. And obviously there are nights where I have a lot to do and I'll, I'll get less than that, but I try to keep that as an anomaly and not as the norm. I ideally am exercising every single day. Obviously nobody's perfect. In my ideal world where I'm waking up and I'm feeling the best, I'm working out in the morning. Then that way I don't have to shower twice. <laughs> because if I work out later in the day, then I'm showering in the morning, going through my full day, and then I'm working out and then I'm showering again. I, I wanna shower once. so that's my ideal day I'm waking up typically around six in the morning I'm working out showering getting into the office around 7 30 or 8 going through a full day and I do this weird thing where I set alarms throughout pretty much the whole day for whatever a meeting is (laughs) and that just keeps me punctual. I know Google Calendar gives me the 10 minute reminder, but then I forget five minutes later. (laughs) So I like to have the alarm a minute beforehand and not too obnoxious of an alarm. I do this song called Arrival of the Birds by Cinematic Orchestra, so it doesn't disrupt too many people. That's a simple way that I look at my day. I eat a full lunch. I like to eat breakfast. I like to have a full dinner. I'm not one of those guys who skips meals. And at Google at least, I typically work until dinner time around six thirty. And then depending on where I am in my day and how much I have to get done, I might do some some work after that as well. If I feel like I've had a very full day, then I'll just chill out and relax. But then weekends, I make sure I allocate a lot of time for my social life and for family stuff. Same thing during the the work week. If there's a, an important social event, whether that's personal or or family, or even professional, because sometimes there's happy hours at work, I'll make sure to allocate room for that because I think it's it's really important to come to life with the right energy. And I don't think you can come to life with the right energy if you don't take care of yourself. So it can't be 100% work. I think
0: that's a very good note to end on, Kevin. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today and for talking about your role at Google and previously at Chapman where you were a student. Thank you so much, Kevin.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Henrik. Thanks, Tori.
1: Hi there, Tori here. I want to give a very special thanks to Chapman MBA alumna Caroline Reebok, who produces this podcast, as well as Ardross alumna, Oren Belzer. Want to watch Campus to Career on YouTube? Find the link in the description of this episode. And be sure to keep up with us on social media at Chapman Ardross too. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Campus to Career series airing soon. We have a lot of great guests coming up, so be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening right now. See you next time.